0: Uh, so there's the three of us today. Um, I'm assuming you guys have said your hellos. Uh, so there's no need to uh, chip in. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Santosh's Santosh's dead. Hello will just ruin my mood. So uh, I see that Chetan. I can
1: compensate.
0: Yeah. who is oh, yes, who, we have
2: Gautam. Oh. Who better to say a hello than Gautam? <laughs> hello.
1: Gautam,
0: yes. Your iconic oh, hello. Khana. Yes. Hello. Okay. Yes. Uh, the the most cheerful greeting to exist <laughs> yes so batam um, what have you been yeah. up to these days like wow what a good
1: question a day in my life is actually very uninteresting i get up i get scolded by my family members for not doing anything then i have to explain to them that i'm actually studying they don't believe me because i don't i am not studying half the time anyways so um, regarding studies, what I'm basically doing is I'm um, currently reading up on something called bose einstein I'm sure everyone has uh, heard of them at least. And um, other than that, I'm doing a course, on, a course on quantum optics, which is basically an excuse for me to not take the same course at either. And then um, the rest of it is just spent um, either randomly reading Quora or uh, playing Halo once in a while and stuff like that. Quora. <laughs>
0: <Kura>. Quora. <laughs> <Kura. laughs> yeah. Uh, Gotham is the uh, stalwart of uh, Isaac Pune on Kora like he, he, this is how people get to know of Aizar Kora and truth be told you have probably ruined a lot of lives by bringing them to Yeah, a-
1: yeah. I, I regret that so much man like I am surprised <laughs> that people have not followed you and sticks throughout the campus by now.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah I think yeah, Gotham is the
2: uh, like the leading spokesperson for Isaac Pune. Yeah,
0: he, he's our, he's our uh, public outreach. Uh, <laughs> uh, of,
1: uh, a comment that Chetan technically still has more followers than me. Like, till I mean, I was discussing one I deleted my guy from some place. Yeah, but see, I was discussing with a guy at some place about the um, a very frequently asked question, like it was the age-old debate, not the, the age-old debate, but like the frequently asked question that, okay, should I go into an IIT or ISA? And literally one guy said, IITs do not have a guy like Chetan Pandey. I kid you not. This is literally a comment I heard from a guy. Yeah,
0: yeah Ch- Chetan I am, I am I not
1: aware done. of these things. I don't know. Maybe he's an acquaintance of yours, but literally that is what I saw in a comment. Yeah.
0: Chetan, Ch- Chetan is quite… So, I remember why I left Code. I think it was Chetan who orchestrated this prank, uh, this prank question. Uh, amartya, of or something. I mean, th- thats the point. I realized I have to. Oh yes. And I think it was Gotham who brought it to my attention. Or Santosh. Yes. Yes, I was. I think
3: it was me. I think Sansos,
0: it was oh, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, your voice is very distinct. We can, uh, but, um so uh, so this Coursera course how does this Coursera of business work so i i i'm i've taken a course on Coursera. it has nothing to do with physics obviously i have right. sufficiency uh, anyway uh, like what, what does the course what's the course about what's the i know it's optics and I'm, i i hope to deal a lot that it's not about uh, uh, the the mirrors diagrams formula yeah, yeah It's yeah. Oh, no, the course-
1: absolutely nothing like that so this course is specifically about quantum optics so the idea is that, so um, in fact, up till recently, um, most optics was actually done classically only. And when I'm talking about optics, I'm talking about the um, electromagnetic theory. I'm not actually talking about the ray diagram stuff. I'm talking about in the sense that, okay, when you want to study um, light-matter interactions, uh, up to, for quite some time, they were basically considering light to be a classical entity, just E is equal to, um, uh, it's a plane wave, E is par, um i into whatever the argument and you have your atom which is quantized but some specific phenomena cannot be described by that one example that stands out is the spontaneous emission of photon so for that you need to quantize light too and this is something which actually i never thought about it much when i was uh, starting this in my courses like why are we considering light to be a classical entity we always keep on hearing that it's made of photons and stuff except that i haven't taken qft yet so i had never seen light in a quantum manner properly in my courses now and here i think that's an entire light approach
3: right, gautam? gautam i think that's yeah. called the first quantized approach to dealing with atoms you take the background field as electromagnetism treat that classically and then yes. you just quantize the atom
1: yes yes that yeah. yeah that's exactly what you do normally but in some cases some phenomena are not accurately described like that so instead you have to also treat light as a quantum um, entity so for oh, example I-, I never really realized how did the entire like what where did the creation and annihilation operators come from i usually used to associate them with harmonic oscillators i don't see where they came up in the context of light so here for the first time you actually got to see that like the hamiltonian flight is actually similar to the Hamiltonian of a harmonic oscillator, and for a guy who did not take QFT, this was actually somewhat of a surprise.
0: Right. What What exactly is spontaneous uh, emission of light? Like, what did you what, What's the picture? What What does it look like? What does it When does it happen? How does Oh.
1: So. Okay. So, funnily enough, that's actually not something I've studied till now. But I mean, the basics are uh, something which we've all heard of, in the sense that. Uh, so, you have an atom which is currently in the ground state. It should ideally not be able to give off a photon, right? It shouldn't right. just, it shouldn't, there is, should be nothing for the for an electron to jump to a higher state and then come back down. But classical. that, yeah, that is assuming the classical scenario. In the right. quantum scenario, actually, even in the vacuum state, even when there are zero photons present, the fluctuation of the electric field is not zero. The expectation value of E turns out to be zero. But right. there are still fluctuations, and the idea is that your atom couples with these fluctuations, to which allows it to excite.
0: I see. So it it basically has to do with so the fact in, that the vacuum in our field theory is uh, not not an mas- nothingness. Yeah, it's it's a bubbling. Exactly. It, there's a constant energy, right? I see. Yes, and this is and the, this uh, what's it called? I think it, I mean I don't know what to call it. It's quantum optics. I'm guessing the name of the uh yes uh this is not something you used to like I mean, this is this is new to you right like uh, from what i remember Completely. the last yeah the last semester you were doing some some business funny business with gasses which i don't understand uh yeah i, I granular remember
3: guesses.
0: yeah granular gasses what are uh, so uh, uh, the, the name is uh, pretty self explanatory and i've um, overheard and i'm sure Chetan has too a lot of conversations between you and uh, santosh about granular gas and whatnot, but right. uh, let, let's say uh, again, I'm an uninitiated uh, student, and I want to know what granular gases are. How would you go about motivating it describing it to me?
1: Okay, so all right, so let us consider a box of sand, and we'll give a very realistic scenario. An astronaut goes to space and he wants to have some fun. So he takes a box of sand and he <coughs> starts and he just um, Excites it, like not excited he just shakes the box up and Got the sand starts floating that sounds around. <laughs> <sounds> <laughs> so long.
0: Your choice of words are, uh, like very poorly suited to the description. Oh my god, okay, wait, yes. <laughs> there's an astronaut it. <laughs> over there. Uh, oh Exciting, to
3: have some fun and excite a box of sand.
0: <laughs> excite a <about>, yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay,
3: okay fine.
1: But, let's just transfer oh, yeah, some energy to the box of sand through fancy methods. Oscillations,
3: okay.
0: periodic motion. Well, yes. Okay, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Gotham yeah, is sure. too nice a person to uh, get, <laughs> uh, in, to be involved in these uh, peasant conversations. So go on, Gotham.
1: Yeah. So um, all right. So now, normally, what you would have in a regular uh, molecular gas. The interactions are almost always elastic because um, where will the energy go when two atoms uh, they collide, the chances of an elastic collision are rare because that would mean that exactly enough energy is there for one electron to be bumped up into the next state. That's the only place where an atom can send its excess energy to. But when you have a bunch of grains moving around, grains of sand, the point is they have their own internal degrees of freedom. So, they are able to transfer some of this kinetic energy, or mechanical energy, into heat energy of their own. So, they slowly, every time they react, every time they um, collide with each other, some of this energy will be converted into their internal heat energy. And so, the system will slowly begin to lose mechanical energy. So, now, if you try to describe it as a regular gas, it's actually losing its kinetic energy. So, here's the um, slightly confusing part. You have to define a quantity called kinetic temperature which is basically a placeholder for energy. But you think of it as temperature in the same way you would do for a regular gas. Like, uh, let's ignore the uh, proper definition of temperature where takes taken account the number of states. Uh, I'm talking about the old definition where you simply talk about the uh, mechanical energy of the system. Or at least here it's a mechanical energy. And as the mechanical energy reduces, the temperature reduces. So this is actually something which is odd. You have a system, you have no external force at all, but it is it won't ever be in equilibrium. It will keep on losing energy. Similarly, you have um, uh, it displays other properties which are fairly weird. For example, normally for a molecular gas, you would have a nice Gaussian. Here the distribution is actually not Gaussian, especially at the higher velocities. Like if you graph it for if you plot a graph of v and uh, you look at very high velocities the graph is actually exponential not maxwellian so and finally the weirdest property which is actually not very unexpected is that eventually it starts um, coagulating together and then it actually goes into a completely different phase now i don't know much about that but one very fascinating thing is that when they took um, so when they took a mixture of two gases one heavier and one lighter and they started coagulating the pattern formed by these granular gases was the exact same as the pattern observed in the uh, when you try to image the universe on a galactic scale. So the point is that the reason this makes sense is stars themselves, they can be considered to be particles at that scale and they, their interactions are unlikely to be elastic because even they have their own internal degrees of freedom. So this is actually one of the main motivations for um, studying granular gases at that time
2: i see this is cool right actually i saw yeah, a, yeah. A, i i think i attended a talk by someone where uh, they were talking about this exact same thing like not the granular right. gases part but uh, i mm. think that guy worked on these uh, galactic uh, simulations uh, right i think uh, galactic something collision super or whatever some kind of simulations right. so the theory behind the uh, what the work that the guy was doing was that uh, they were modeling all the ga- uh, the stars in the galaxy as uh, just these uh, particles, like just dust particles in some sense. And uh, at those scales, so they the defined some effective laws of thermodynamics for, those effect, uh, for these particles. So they assumed that each of the stars in the galaxy at galactic scales behaves just like a dust particle or like a, a gas particle. And so uh, the dynamics of the galaxy could just be Uh, studied by considering it as some kind of a gas that is gravitationally bound to itself. And so uh, they, I think they uh, defined some uh, effective heat capacity of the system and stuff like that. And the cool thing was that it turned out that the system had negative specific heat capacity. So in some sense as the uh, uh, system so the system tried to uh, like what is the definition of heat capacity? but whatever it is it was negative so for regular materials we know that the specific heat capacity i think is positive but for yes,
0: th- if you add heat it the temperature it expands
2: exp- expands
0: i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah.
2: for a galactic system the thing is that it tries to contract because of the gravitational force so the right the right. situa- uh or the uh, the optimum situation for the uh, system at that time is to contract against the gravitational force and that's why you can see that the uh, if you write down effective laws of thermodynamics for the system it turns out negative and so they model entire galaxies using these just uh, effective laws of thermodynamics on those scales and i think the the point uh, the, the point of that guy was that uh, this is like thermodynamics is the uh, only tool that you can use at those scales because uh, like we sort of know that the three body or the n body problem is like not solvable analytically. And even computationally, it becomes very uh, intensive. So uh, it's like not even a tractable problem, especially for like a million bodies or something that you have in galaxies. And so uh, you can just like the thermodynamics gives you a lot of powerful tools to study the universe at those skills. Right. right. That's that
1: right, right. pretty cool. That's you're considering, the, like, I mean, I never would have imagined that thermodynamics is something you would apply to. I normally associate all this um, astrophysics and cosmology stuff specifically with high-energy physics, but yeah, I mean, I guess physics is probably more interrelated than i assumed it to be. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: hey, I, 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 Also, the, the, the uh, like, one sad thing was that some of the, uh, like, some of the calculations that the guy was doing in that talk seemed very similar to what we were doing in our astro course and so every time i looked at those calculations it would just give me those bad nightmares about the astro course <laughs> where we approc- where the so the w- one of the bad approximations there was that the like if you consider the so you consider the some kind of a, you consider a two star system and one of the stars is supposed to be the uh, heavier one and the other one is uh, deflecting around it and so the approximation was that the other star will dif- deflect due to gravity, but the deflection is so small that you that its velocity doesn't change. Something like that. Like that was one yeah. of the assumptions there. Yeah. Like there yeah. were so, so so stupid assumptions. Like apparently those look wow. at the galactic scales or something, but like they seemed very yeah i
3: don't
0: know yeah, yeah. We, we i don't think we have intuition for those skills so anyway <laughs> i think symptoms. i
3: clearly remember one thing it's that you know astro course was so bad that okay gotham is usually very chilled around exams and all this kind of thing but astro was the one course in which he oh actually my God. on the day before yeah, I, I
0: i i saw gotham i saw him at uh, the store uh Ankita. like he had topology yeah, yeah. and astro thing.
1: Yeah, that was the most like i attained nirvana on that day that is the only way i can describe my feeling like i genuinely started being like okay none of this matters now what is life
2: <laughs> i think <laughs> that was the only day when gautam pulled off an all nighter or something
1: did yes, you remember full off an all nighter but that was the only time when i stayed up till like 2 or something like 230 for an exam normally like i'm fast asleep by 12 you know what happens to me after twelve
0: yeah precisely it, it, it's it's the laws of physics forbid Gotham to stay awake uh, after eleven he uh, Gotham is the one person so we call Gotham the sober person in our group uh, this is a time dependent statement because uh, <laughs> his sobriety <laughs> is uh, severely challenged and in fact on an average he gets more drunk than we' do because he gets drunk every day possibly.
2: So <laughs> wow, Lord, that's <laughs> an interesting statement. High on life.
0: Yes, yes. Gotham. Nice, cheerful days. So Gotham. Uh, so from what I understood about granular gases, uh, roughly speaking, uh, some, of degree- no, suppressing- <laughs> so, some of the degrees you're suppressing. Some uh, of the degrees you're you're suppressing some of the degrees of freedom and there are yeah. uh, residual forces between these uh, which eventually lead to like coagulation or whatever now my question is yes. uh, what system is wh- wh- which physical system is not a granular gas
1: well i mean i can just give a exact counter example a molecular gas uh
0: what 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 do you mean by molecular gas like mole- gas like h2 or o2 yes
1: exactly or for that matter, an uh, atomic gas, a neon gas or something.
0: Uh, okay. And uh, what would be an example of a granular gas? Like, a, I'm just trying to draw a picture for myself here. What would okay, be a granular, so a granular gas, granular
1: gas um, see, the easiest way is just to take a pile of sand and um, throw it in the air. That's quite literally it. But um, the issue is that this system is not very exciting because... When you have gravity in the picture, um, you know, the answer is pretty obvious. It's just all going to coagulate very, very fast. On the mm-hmm. other hand, the interesting picture is if you actually do this experiment in vacuum, then it displays all these funny and interesting properties. Ultimately, a way to um, simulate a similar system is to... Um, yeah, I'm
3: sorry, I don't have any other words for this. No, to no, excite so, the system. Hey, Gautam, let me hazard a guess at this point. How about okay. we take a very large molecule. We say that okay, when we think about molecules we usually think of two atoms, three atoms sort of molecules but how about yeah. we take molecules with 50-60 atoms an organic molecules so to speak. This way right. we can say that the molecule has a large number of internal degrees of freedom and this yeah. will sort of can this sort of provide a model for your system. Uh,
0: this was exactly yeah. what I was getting at Santosh because uh, this was exactly my point. The, the thing is uh, the reason that a molecular gas uh, does not coagulate and a sand gas in vacuum coagulates uh, is because uh, the, the sand the sand particles are a much bigger aggregate. To have residual forces large yes. enough uh, to cause this coagulation, you need to have a large enough number of molecules uh, in each microscope. Yes. And a, a single molecule does not suffice. The electromagnetic forces are not uh, the, the, that strong. If you have like sand, which is a I don't know million billion molecules or whatever, uh, then, uh,
2: right. okay, then I have, have a hard. question so, here. Uh, uh, so like m- maybe Gotham, but anyone of you can chip into it. And this is kind of related to the monsoon season that we have right now. Does anyone of you haven't have like a good idea about how clouds are formed or how this rain business takes place? Because I, I think I learned something about it when I was in school. But uh, right now, I don't think it it would be a good picture. But I think it's kind. It seems kind of related to this coagulation business in your granular gases. Yeah, so that, we I, can,
1: I wouldn't be surprised. That makes sense, actually.
3: Uh,
0: yes. Yeah, so I don't know how rain clouds form, but I do know there's an awful lot of them around here. Rains uh, every single <laughs> evening, especially right when I have to go out for a run. But um,
3: <laughs> uh,
0: but there's that, actually, yeah, so I see your point. I remember the, the I mean, all of us remember the standard uh, theory that there is some water vapor, it goes up and it's cold up there, so it condenses to form ice. Uh, yeah. But uh, but then there, there's a lot of questions. For example, uh, uh, why, why, why why is there structure to these clouds? Like, why isn't it just one single uh, yeah. envelope also, of water also vapor? Also, is, is cloud
2: a. Uh... Right. Like wh- what is it? Is it a colloid? Is it a uh, like? Is it a? Different... I think
0: no. I think it's just ice. It's not a colloid. It's, it's, it's Is it it's ice?
2: Like ice. I, I think I, I felt I a cloud, the but it didn't seem like ice.
1: <laughs> How did you, you feel, feel? A cloud? How high I mean, were you? I, I How high were you? Know, you? <laughs> <are>
2: you? <laughs> 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 you can feel you can feel the clouds when you are in like in the mountains or something.
0: Okay, okay. You can feel yeah, it when you are in, was. Uh, in on a hill feel... in
2: uh, this Rajgarh or something. If you have gone to Rajgarh,
0: yeah, but that's
2: not okay. cloud cloud. That's more like fog. I no, think. that's a cloud. That's actually okay. Cloud. Someone
3: explain the difference between fog, mist, cloud, and these related terms to me. I mean, they all seem like. So, I, I think clouds are high up in the sky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I like the pause I, I, after high gotam. Yeah. Sorry, yes, yeah I, I I really doubt uh, Chetan's if uh, if Chetan is in a census right now. <laughs> but uh, but the, yeah, it's it, we we have slowly moved on to ECSIC from physics. Um, chemistry. <laughs> or yeah. Or <laughs> According
1: to DD, ECS is geography. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I
2: think the geography in school, like whatever we were taught as geography in school actually turned out to be ECS
1: here. Yeah, that is definitely true. Or what we are being taught here in the name of ECS is actually geography which we learned in school. There's two sides to it, but sure. What's,
0: okay, what's, what which schools did you guys go to? All I remember from geography in school is 23 and a half degrees north is the Tropic of uh, Capricorn and then, <laughs> <laughs> then there's the Tropic of Cancer. Uh, I remember yeah. a chapter
2: on monsoon and El Nino. Something. Ha, El Nino. Yes, I remember I El, El Nino. Remember. El Nino, Latin. <laughs> <Nino>, La <laughs> La yes, exactly.
0: I think uh, El Nino, Latin, we had in ISA too. Uh, yes, yeah, we had, yeah.
3: I uh, yes, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember one thing. They were like, I don't know. They were forces. They cried about Coriolis force for half a semester, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yes. I
1: know. I mean and all it turned out in the end when you actually start when you actually read it like uh, three days before the exam was that it was a cross product that was the most non-trivial thing in the entire you read acs three days before and
2: three days
0: exactly that's that's what i'm getting at here what do you mean three days <laughs> <laughs> okay, i you. think it was three
1: days because yeah, actually See, I don't know I, I, I normally tell I my friends
0: I, I tell my friends to start reading days before the paper. So I can so I can get away with reading one day before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I think
2: the good thing here is that Gotham starts reading three days before the exam. So when we start one day before the exam,
1: we can ask him questions.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: Except for ECS there's no point because there is no answer with me, with the slides <laughs> or with anyone.
0: Yeah, it's just an there's just an infinite cascade of questions. Yes. And in fact, most of the questions, if you uh, like, analyze them, the, 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 it, you realize that the best answer to the question is explaining how that question makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, let's oh, let's no. let's not let's not rant about E C S. So yeah. this is granular. This these are granular gases. So I was just having trouble uh, picturing a real a physical system, which is a granular, like uh, an actual gas, not sand in vacuum. I don't want to call that. Gas. Okay. Okay. But yeah, sure. Also, this is the interesting part.
2: Uh, yeah. So, talking about gases, can you sort of like do you have any idea about what is a liquid? So I think we understand solids very well, like somewhat, and gases like can also be described like uh, like in the most ideal sense uh, by our laws of statistical mechanics. But what is a liquid? Because I've never seen a discussion on liquid. Uh, liquids and like we, we, have, we have fluid mechanics, right? But
1: yeah, we, but that's I have never s-
2: uh-huh. yeah, I've never seen a discussion where we go from, say, a, a gaseous description to a fluid description, uh statistical mechanical description, right?
1: Right, actually, yes. um, we might have that next semester itself. I, to be honest, I don't know much about it, um, but what where you do encounter it is when you start studying phase transgressions in more detail. Yes. This is probably but, the exactly. most um. This was the first example of a phase transition, uh, which they studied, I believe, the liquid gas phase transition. And um, there's quite, like, I there's a quite a lot of discussion in it. Right? I mean, at one time when I was uh, talking with Didi, he basically ended up convincing me that it's not a transition at all and liquid gas is the same phase, which was, uh, from one perspective, which was obviously very confusing. So I think there's quite a lot of, um, it's like not a, a trivial topic even today from, what i have heard uh, but yeah i mean i to be honest i myself don't know much about it and maybe that's not so surprising that i mean we don't talk about liquids that much because um, it uh, like it is said that when you have there are two kinds of systems which are easier to study one where the system is highly disordered because um so for example there you have a gas there you can employ the methods of statistical mechanics pretty easily to completely disordered systems like we have all done that for a gas And secondly, when the system is very well-ordered, like that of a solid. So then, in fact, if you remember, it's slightly trickier to deal with those systems than the former. I mean, there are some constraints you need to take into account while applying statistical mechanics. But you can still um, get away with some, like you can get a fair amount of information. Uh, The most difficult to analyze are actually the ones in the middle, which are not very close to complete um, disorder and not very well-ordered either. Liquid is an example. The... um, an example which we all studied in life is actually that of um, how ferromagnetism comes about in um, a piece of iron or something like that. How does spontaneous magnetism arise? That is actually a system which is not very close to disorder, but it's not completely well-ordered either. It's somewhere in the middle. So yeah, these systems usually have the most um, complexity to them.
3: So Chetan, I was actually thinking about your question. Like yeah. if you remember the way we model atomic potentials is sort of like this at very at very close distances the potential is highly repulsive and at far off distances it is it is mildly attractive so to speak right
2: right yeah. and so
3: the, you get the sort of first uh, steep downward dip and then it rises until a, until a point and then it tapers off to zero yes, so yes. what i was thinking is what about if we say that the liquid state of matter is there near the bottom of this well right. that will give rise to incompressibility right
1: so, I mean, that's kind of a difficult... Um, uh, you have one idea, right? That That is actually one of the definitions for um, how you go to a liquid state in the sense that the um, compressibility undergoes... Um, it, it is discontinuous at that point when you go from a, a gas to a liquid. But I'm not sure if you can say that um, you have a liquid state near that point in the potential because um, a state is not defined by its... Um, Separation as such, right? I mean, oh, actually, no, wait, I do get a point in the sense that you can say that the average um, energy yes, of yes. A, a, of, a, of two particles is going to be around that minima. Yes, now it makes sense. I was wondering how yes, you're yes. associating energy oh, with an entire state,
0: but now it makes sense. Santosh, I'm sorry, but yes, I, I'm okay. failed, I, I I almost entirely fail to see how is the minimum of the potential related to uh, the system being the liquid.
2: Yes, same
0: i i okay. see absolutely no relation because uh, uh so you you are somehow saying that uh, the liquid state so l- let's assume uh, that uh, the the kinetic energy of almost all uh, molecule is on uh, uh, on an average roughly equal and now you are mm-hmm. saying that if each atom is at a minimum of its potential uh, then the system of atoms no. is a liquid is that what you are saying
3: okay what i mean is this i'm trying to okay this is what i have in my head about a liquid a liquid, the first characteristic that distinguishes it from a gas is it is very hard to compress a liquid, right? So yeah. now what I'm trying to do is, okay, we know this interatomic potential and so near the minima, let us try to now like give fluctuations, we give it a little more energy, i give it a little push in left or right directions and now what will happen is that in either way it is pushed back to this one point and compressing it even further is very hard so that i am just trying to model incompressibility here and trying to claim that this is a liquid oh, right.
1: that so is. But then by that logic shouldn't a, a solid is supposed to be even more yes. incompressible so what happens to a solid at the, after that point
3: yes true great right.
1: besides i mean here i think that um also, I mean, but, uh, in general, you have not answered the question of order or disorder here, right? That's another, along with compressibility, that is also another, the entropy of the system, um, or the entropy associated per particle, is a significant factor in deciding like whether it's supposed to be a liquid or a solid, and we have not answered that question yet. So, so
2: One thing that I am thinking about is uh, so, I think it it would be like uh, the reason we are having this difficulty is because we are considering a particle kind of model for uh, describing a fluid so what we sort of know is that uh, a field theoretical model is probably more, better suited to describe a fluid than a particle description if i'm true. not very wrong fair That's enough, really yeah. fair,
0: no, enough. No, fair enough, enough. No, no 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 i i disagree here i think because uh, we, uh, when we say we want to describe what a liquid is i think we mean to say uh, that we want to describe what the uh, the, the the degrees of freedom the degrees so in a what so when i say I want to describe water it, it it means i mean i think at least to me it means that i'm trying to describe how water molecule how h2o molecules combine to form water and not water vapor or whatever you can model water as a field like as a velocity field or whatever but i don't see how that has anything so to do so maybe this
3: is what chetan was trying to say you see we have the concept of an ideal gas that that is that molecules have no interactions apart from just local collisions and then we also have the idea of an ideal solid. That is, it is it is periodic. It shows finite periodic translation. It shows finite periodic translational symmetry. Can we develop a model for an ideal liquid for that way?
2: Yes, I think that might be
1: closer to what I was thinking.
3: Gautam, do you know of any of uh, this, any model of no. an ideal liquid? No, no. I,
1: I, I think mean, the so only thing that comes to my mind is like, you consider the simplest version of the Navier-Stokes equation, but yeah, I, I, then actually, I mean, that applies to both gases and liquids. So right, right, exactly.
2: Explain. But one thing uh, also the one thing that we should keep in mind is that uh, if we are thinking about a statistical model or a statistical mechanical uh, this field theory model of a liquid, uh, we sort of know that uh, we like this model will not give us very like good results for. In some sense, all possible momenta. Okay, so that might not make sense, but uh, I'm what I'm sort of hinting at is that we sort of know that at some uh, very uh, close level, the fluid itself is made up of particles, the, or the molecules or something. So uh, if we construct a field theory describing this uh, fluid, we sort of know that it has to be an effective field theory because at some particular. Uh, Uh, length scale, this theory has to break down. So uh, something similar to that would be that in a condensed matter model, we consider a system our field theory to be on a lattice and the length scale at which the theory breaks down is the inverse of the lattice spacing. So somewhat similar to that has to be the, I think, intermolecular spacing in the liquids if we are trying to describe a field theory
1: um, for the fluid, I guess. That does make sense in a way, but I mean, um, I guess, I mean, we. I'm, in all fairness, perhaps I shouldn't comment much about it. This is not a topic Chetan, which um, most of us are comfortable.
0: So, I see Chetan's point. So, Chetan, you're basically saying that uh, a liquid is to be thought as an EFP of a gas. So, once you've integrated out some degrees of freedom, you are left with a liquid state. But then, uh, but a gas?
2: Gas itself is an EFT of a gas if we are...
0: Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that's all, that, 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 that was precisely the question because then there's no such thing as an ideal liquid or an ideal gas because it's, if it's a flow, then it's a flow. There, there is no way to... Uh, uh, right. uh, except at phase transitions where you will have a scale invariant thing. But uh, I don't think... The, so from all this discussion, I think uh, the, the first take-home point is that uh, we don't really understand... Uh, uh, what liquids are so let's <laughs> add that to the list and we don't understand so this this yes. has become a recurring theme in our lives I think um, back. I'm pretty sure when I was in 4th grade if you asked me what a liquid is I could rattle off an answer very easily and I'd be satisfied yes. with it Yes. Uh, uh, right. these days I have trouble answering questions like what is a liquid or what is a vacuum or what is temperature I think I in each, each think- and every
2: one of our episodes we always end up with right, yeah, the, the same statement that whatever we were talking about, we don't know what it is. I understand <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: yeah. it. Mean, yeah, but uh, so now that we realise that we don't understand these uh, normal, everyday states of matter, let's move on to more exotic things which we have
3: um <laughs> <laughs> like first years. You mean we're like being first, first years. years?
0: Yeah, we're being first right. years. We're being enthusiastic, brave people. And we don't understand what liquids and gases are. But Gautam, what are I I, I know that you're doing something about bose einstein condensates uh, but right. what again i'm an uniniti- the three of us are uninitiated people we don't take notes uh, so you just have to sort of motivate it for us so that we can get back okay. home and start okay. reading it ourselves what are bose einstein condensates
1: okay so bose einstein condensate is basically a state of matter in which most of the or a macroscopic number of particles are found in a single quantum state, which is the ground state. I mean, it's usually not possible for it to be in any other state, at least as far as I have heard of. Uh, So now, obviously, this is only possible for bosons. Um, We know that because um, fermions, they cannot actually be in the same quantum state. But for bosons, it is possible for any number of bosons to be present in the same quantum state. And this is actually... um, the fact that at low temperatures you get a Bose-Einstein condensate is not surprising at all, because um, what will happen if you go down to lower temperatures? The density of each state is shifts towards um lower and lower energetic states, like the maxima, if you plot the density of states. And at one point, the majority of particles are supposed to be at the ground state. In fact, as you approach zero Kelvin, you expect all the particles to go in a ground state. So this at the time of course it was a very thing on rather not surprising, but it was it raised the possibility of some very um, exotic sounding material because you would be able to observe quantum effects on a much larger scale. So for example, um, normally when you think of your typical um, gaussian wave packet, uh, which is ISA's favorite topic, you think of something which must be on this atomic scale like the wavelet of the packet must be on the atomic scale or something or maybe even smaller. But for if you have a Einstein and condensate what happens is that if majority of the particles are in one quantum state you actually have um, they act coherently so they kind of the wave function superimpose and you have this one giant wave function which now you have a quantum particle which is actually much much um, bigger in size so you can observe some of its effects on a more macroscopic scale. Now, macroscopic should be used carefully over here. The way I'm saying it implies that you actually have like 10 raised to the power 23 particles all in one state. The truth is that I believe even till now, or at least up till the 1990s, I'm not sure about now, you only had roughly like 10,000 particles which um, condensated together in one state. So macroscopic actually means more than uh, one technically over here. It's not 10 raised to the power 23, but still at that time it was fairly surprising and it did allow for. They were able to perform some interesting experiments with it to verify, once again, quantum mechanics, I suppose.
2: Right.
3: So, Gautam, when we, okay, like we usually say, like an over-smart ninth grader would say that there are fourth states of, it's a 4th state of matter, the Bose instant condensate. Now, the point is this. When we consider a system of bosons, okay, fine, as temperature decreases, it is easy to see why all those bosons might gradually end up in, majority of them being in the ground state. But shouldn't right. there be a phase transition of sorts somewhere? That is the yes, only so way we can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So that
1: actually wait, brings wait, me to another
2: point. Before, okay. before you answer it, uh, Santosh, hmm. can you sort of explain to me why there would be a phase transition? No. Okay,
3: Number one, so what I
0: mean.
2: No, I
3: don't see that. That's the whole point. But since we're yeah, classifying. Exactly. It, I'm going to come so to exactly what, that. What are the two different phases here? So no,
0: exactly. no, so he's saying he's basically saying that just as when you pass from a state of gas to liquid, there is a phase transition. Similarly, when you pass from a state of just bosons like randomly scattered or whatever, and you read the condensation, there must be some kind of phase transition in between. Or I, is, I is that it, what you're saying?
2: But, but the problem is that, uh, like we can have no, a, no, I agree, I agree, with gas, and with we can you have your gas, your gas where all like where the kinetic energies of the particles are small so this is not a phase transition we have a phase transition yes, so i agree
1: with you actually i change. agree
3: with you chetan that's the whole point i do things. not see how uh, a phase guys thing. give me two
1: minutes i can actually sort this out
0: sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, i'm sorry i know the point is to, um, uh, is to actually like um, promote discussion but i think i actually do have the answer here i'm, I'm too like excited to give it off also it might not be very satisfactory
0: <laughs> you got to stop using that word Yes. <laughs> You're not oh my God. Wow. You're not excited to give <laughs> off yes. Okay, 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 yeah. fine. It's I'm not, not excited.
1: I'm in my ground state, just like a Bosain Cornell state. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry for the joke. Anyway, so the point is um so here's at least from what I studied, I felt that if you were a completely diligent um student, or rather a an inhuman student who could calculate everything perfectly exactly and you took a finite number of particles, you actually don't observe a phase transition. So first of all, now you need to understand what is a phase transition. The question is very complicated, but we'll use the old school definition, uh, which is now no longer used, but at that time it was used in that if you one of the thermodynamic potentials is not analytic, maybe one or all, I'm not sure. But the point is that there is either a discontinuity or it's um uh, instead of being discontinuous, it is not differentiable or the second derivative is not um or the second derivative is discontinuous or something of that sort. Here you can actually observe that CV, the heat capacity is discontinuous at something what you define as a transition temperature. And this discontinuity actually comes about in a very peculiar manner, so as to say. It is almost like a mathematical consequence there is like nothing very um, fancy about it in my opinion that if you um, actually solve and do the maths you will realize that this um, the quantity of interest which is the chemical potential actually undergoes a very um, dramatic change so after the um, so below the uh, temperature below tc it is almost um, stationary it will stick to uh, zero but just after TC, it changes very. It it starts from decreasing very rapidly. Its magnitude increases because mu is always negative. But you can see the difference in behavior, right? At one point, it's almost constant, and at the other point, it is uh, changing much more rapidly. And it's just a consequence of the mass. I don't think there's anything very dramatic about it. The, so yeah, I mean,
0: so, Gotham. Uh, a very, a, a very, uh, a very simple, naive question. Uh, so, right. as T goes to zero Kelvin, all of these bosons they settle down into uh, the ground state. But we know yeah. from the uncertainty principle that this cannot be a stable thing. So, uh, like, wait, b- why? B- because, uh, because you cannot have the same. St- I mean, uh, you're, uh you you cannot be in an eigenstate for infinitely long, right? Mm-hmm. You you cannot be. Isn't that the definition of yeah, an
3: eigenstate?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, the, you can stay in an eigenstate for infinitely long, but uh, a real uh, like a Bose Einstein condensate is not an eigenstate; it's a superposition of eigenstates. Or it should be a superposition of eigenstates. Uh, do you mean to say mm-hmm. that a, yeah, a Bose Einstein condensate is like a, a, the system is a single quantum state?
1: No, I, no. I mean, the majority of particles in your system so, are going to be in a um in one quantum state. But there's always a small number of particles. There's actually a correction factor which you can calculate over here. The number of particles which are not in the ground state. So yeah, I mean there's always going to be a small fraction as long as you're not at T is equal to zero. No. Yeah.
0: So so now my question is, if there is so much order, like what happened? Does a Bo, is the Bose Einstein condensate stable? Uh, that's stable against question. what? I don't think it's stable.
1: Temperature perturbation. But I mean that might. Obviously. but again i mean experimentally i don't think it's supposed to be stable but i mean that could again that's only experimentally i don't know if it's like in theory i don't know if it's supposed to be stable or not.
3: yeah
0: and what i was thinking was is it, i mean does the uncertainty principle have anything to do with it if all of your if most of your things are as we agreed that they're not in the same eigenstate so uh if most particles have the same energy then i mean very roughly speaking some very So,
2: one thing that I sort of uh, like, I think uh, something that might answer this is that in a Bose-Einstein condensate, what we sort of assume is that uh, if you look at the wave function. So, uh, if if you consider the Hilbert space of the entire system, which is Mm -hmm. the tensor of uh, the Hilbert space of all each of the uh, particles that you have, uh, Mm -hmm. what you have like uh, when you are very near the uh, zero uh, Kelvin or the near the critical temperature, the thing that you sort of assume is that a lot of uh, these all like in some sense all of the particles are in the ground state. It's not the zero. Uh, it's not a vacuum state or something. So I think right. it can be yeah. a stable state. So all of them are in the ground state of the system. Now the thing that you uh, like the thing that you need to solve for is what is this ground state. So the uh, so one thing is that you. Uh, Write it down as the, the psi. If you denote the entire big wave function as the some kind of capital psi, which is some kind of a tensor of the wave function, each of the individual wave functions, the approximation right. that you make here is that uh, since a large, very large number of particles are in the ground state, uh, if you act a, a ladder operator on this state, it should be an eigenvalue of this state. So e- even if you create or destroy okay. a particle it should okay. give you the same thing because there are so many particles in the ground state so even if you create one right. more it's approximately equal to the same state that you get right right, that
1: actually right makes right. a lot
2: of sense so this this is the kind of approximation that you make i, I so uh, right this is this is, the, this is called the this is called the approximation and it is very similar yes, to the
0: actually, uh, so in so curved it's, spaces. It,
2: yeah the kind of uh, yeah. transformation that we make in curved spaces right. because right, in order right, to diagonalize this So, if you want to diagonalize this operator, this ladder Mm -hmm. operator acting on this state is an eigenvalue, uh, is an eigenstate in some sense. So, to diagonalize Mm -hmm. this operator, which is which means to solve for the wave function, you need to make uh, a change of basis, and this change of basis is the Bogoliubov transformation.
0: Yes, I see. I I see your point now. And moreover, this can only—I mean—at least it it can only be defined instantaneously. Don't uh, talk about curved spaces
2: are not about. Yeah, in season it can only be uh, defined. Yeah,
0: instantaneously. Right. I see. So, but I,
2: yeah. uh, One thing is that, uh, like something that I I think heard in a David Tong talk when he came here, which was a duality between superconductors and superfluids. So, do you have any idea about it?
1: Unfortunately, um, no, because I haven't reached that part where I study superfluids or superconductors as of now. But I know that that was actually one of the main um, driving factors behind studying Bose Einstein condensation at that point, because um, many of the properties of superfluids they came to know about them because they realized that superfluids could be described by understanding that some of the particles were undergoing Bose Einstein condensation. Now the point is that the entire fluid does not actually undergo Bose Einstein condensation. The first pure understate was only created in the 1990s. But um, yeah, that was actually one of the motivating factors for studying this topic. I see. Yeah, although sadly, I don't know much about it just yet. So yeah.
2: But that is something that you want to study, right?
1: Yeah, I probably will be studying it eventually.
2: Nice.
3: I remember there was this one person of our class who did a semester project on Gaussians. Properly. I don't know what. No name. I think
0: it was the QM course.
3: He, I don't know what.
1: (laughs) I I I think think it was the first two years in (laughs) Iser.
3: Like that guy worked on only two things for the first two years in Iser. I think it was Gaussians and geodesics. Like not general relativity, just geodesics.
0: Okay, I think I might know who you're talking about, but I, I I think (laughs) we all do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, let's 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 not uh, uh, do that. This is supposed to be a. Will that
1: part be edited out? Maybe. Yeah, you don't know, about, don't know <laughs> Okay,
0: wow. Yeah, you might just become part of something scandalous.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. i My <laughs> sincerest apologies. I have, I actually have respect for that guy, but sure.
3: Like, <laughs> this part out. Oh my God! <laughs> Why would you do that to me? <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Wow.
0: but uh, yes i think so so because we don't seem to be talking about physics right now and we have as usual overshot our uh, expected recording duration we should probably uh, stop here gautam do not worry uh, whatever scandalous uh, conversation we had <laughs> it may or may not be off the record and your name may or may not be implicated
1: very uh, <laughs> <Ready> reassuring <laughs> I,
0: I leave that to i leave, I leave that to chetan's discretion uh, possibly the, oh, okay. the kindest of us all uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes so i think this, i think we should this was thank you for being here
1: yes sir yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah if, no, if only we had partner, rohan i realized too. this was a fun wow. gone this was actually a yeah. lot of fun
0: so i yeah this this was fun if maybe if rohan and everyone else was here it would be even more fun but okay cool i learned right. about uh, uh Atomic optics or what, quantum optics or, or the broad business. As always, we realize that no, we don't
2: understand the most. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, yeah, the, the yeah. moral of the story is we don't know what liquids are. So prospective researchers yes. listening to this, I mean, there's your open question. What, <laughs> what What's a liquid? No, so what's no. an ideal liquid? But yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. We should. Uh, I think I can almost hear yeah. Gotham walking around. Like I can hear him pacing. <laughs> I I can hear
2: Rohan coming into my room and saying, "Let's go to MDP." <laughs> <laughs> it yes.
0: is 11 o'clock. I, yes, yes, uh,
1: definitely, yes. Yeah,
0: and, and Gotham would walk up to me in the main building and like call Hello. me because again I don't keep my yeah.
3: Hello, Gautam. So it's
0: it's, it's yes. this is this is the tradition I think. Rohan uh, brings out people who are in the hostel. Uh, Chetan, Santosh, everyone. And Gotham yeah, and, and I, I bring,
1: bring out people in the main building.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then we meet at MDP, uh, hoping to get some caffeine to, you know, maybe be work. productive for the rest of the night. Yes, work. We, we uh, meet but, at MDP uh, and
2: we just stay there. Yeah, and we yeah, It's a stable
0: It's a stable point. Exactly. A stable point. <laughs> 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 but, yes, again, all that MDP nostalgia. It's funny how much... Uh we associate with that one place, the MDP and the gazebo. Um,
1: yes, that is true. And the stairs All MDPs. Yes. Yes, that is true. I
2: am C C D I think I spent my entire third year uh, ICER life just in MDPs. Like we would Yeah, that is true. We would leave the class, go to MDP. We would Come back from class, go to MDP. I mean, go
1: to, no, MDP. So go I to the that, gym.
3: <laughs> the ground <laughs> is MDP and everything else is just excitations.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Very well said.
1: Where are a, we're
0: a, a think, post Einstein condensate and MDP. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and if you want to look at symmetric breaking or something like that, then it must be CCD and MDP. It's like one slight yes. perturbation from MDP, we end up in CCD, nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> when the MDP so is I'm out of coffee.
1: Sure I have spent more time in Iser. like, from, like, if you try to compare how much time I've spent in the five meter vicinity of a, um, coffee or any caffeine source versus outside that five meter radius, I'm pretty sure I'll be, I'll be, I have spent more time inside that circle. <laughs> yeah. You, you, maybe,
2: yes. you just said that CCD, so.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah totally. works out of CCD. I used to work out of CCD uh, until uh, pe- like people. Uh, so there was a time I remember uh, uh, until about last year when people respected other people's face. And if you had one <laughs> small desk yourself, people would not come and sit. But then uh, some people, people in the chemistry department, I swear these people lack manners. They, <laughs> I
3: they, they agree. would just
0: blatantly sit down. So I'm working, or I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing nothing. I'm sitting on the desk. I'm alone, and I know that this is not a written law, but I'm sure everyone understands that this is basic etiquette. If there is a single desk, single person sitting on it, it's his desk. End of conversation. Unless like you're a friend or like someone he's expecting, you don't sit on the desk. But these people, they come, they sit, and they have their lunch in front of me, and <laughs> then it's so awkward because it's difficult to leave. <laughs> like, what, like, it's not like I can't tolerate <laughs> you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you guys eating food, it's just that I, I'm uncomfortable. So, and then I don't know if I, I, I completely
2: agree. The same thing happened to the study room, yes. Oh, yes. Let's not talk but about I that. Still take over I, by
0: these, yeah, people. yeah, yeah. We had so much fun. It used to be uh i don't think so. well, San- santosh used to come only in the afternoon have coffee with us and i think go back to home. yeah Um uh, yeah and i used to spend my study therapy. i
3: used to spend my afternoons in the in the study room yeah yeah hmm. the entire of the afternoon was spent there and then we used to all go to gym together if i'm correct yeah
0: yes, but basically. otherwise the, it used to be amazing so it used to be me gautam chetan uh, uh rohan, rohan? Chai, you're no, rohan
1: to- chetan wasn't there in the summer
0: Hey, I'm not talking about the summer. I So, so I don't understand why you guys say that. Because I distinctly remember me and Chetan used to share the same desk. The favorite corner desk of mine. Chetan, used to, we used to use the same desk.
2: Yeah, and the but same now I do, I point
1: to. for the charger. Yeah,
2: but the same, exactly.
0: But I heard, I Are you talking about the
1: summer word? or are you talking about, you must be talking about the semester, not the summer. Yeah, I think we're talking about the that. beginning of third year.
0: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I just have very clear memories of Chetan being there. And every time I bring this up, these guys tell me I'm hallucinating and Chetan was never there. And I mean, I, I would very readily believe there.
1: That. <laughs> See, he wasn't there in the summer. In the summer, he was at TFR and his home. That's what I know. <laughs> Maybe I
2: was there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The ghost oh of is haunting me. But anyway, yes. uh, yeah, this, yeah, but but the study rooms was soon colonized by uh, people who we did not want colonizing it. So anyway, yes. Let's 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 end this here because uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we stop. For, yeah. for the for the final <laughs> yes. time. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for so, uh, so, no. joining us, Gotham.
1: Yeah, guys. Thanks a lot for holding this guy. This was a lot of fun, and keep it up, man. Yes. This stuff is actually yes. really great.
0: Yes, we have two minutes before Gotham goes uh, high again. Like before, it's eleven and Gotham.
2: <laughs> okay, fine. So let so us so, not yeah. show that side of Gotham. And let's, let's <laughs> not. Show,
0: yeah, that's that's resort for <laughs> a close friends. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Yeah. Bye, yeah. take care yeah. Yeah.